Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. I hope you're ready for a guest episode because I am. I love having guests on and I'm so excited for you to hear this interview today because this is something we're on a bit of a learning train today. (laughs) I have a guest coming on to talk about something that I don't know much about. And I feel like that's always a fun way to go into an interview. I love learning things. If you know me, you know, I am a bit of a dork. I'm a bit of a nerd. So I hope you love learning things too, because today we can all learn together. I am joined by Lane Allen, who is an EFT tapping practitioner. Now, if you're like, what is tapping? Listen on, because Lane's going to tell us. I didn't know that much about what tapping actually was, how we can use it. But I was so interested when I came across Lane and found that you can actually use tapping to help with body acceptance. And that's what we're all about here on this podcast. So hopefully this is maybe another tool that you can add to your toolbox if this is something that you're working on. So let's dive in. Let's talk all about tapping. Hello, everyone. Welcome back and welcome, Lane. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Gemma. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm super interested in this topic because I actually don't know that much about EFT. So very keen to hear more about it and how we can use it, how the listeners can use it. But before we dive into that, I have two questions that I like to ask all of my podcast guests. So the first one is, what's your favorite thing about yourself? Oh, I really love this question. I think that my favorite thing about myself is my willingness to try. And I think that people kind of misinterpret the the definition of trying, which essentially is to make an attempt or an effort to do something. And I think that we know what happens when we don't try, we don't change, we don't grow, we don't succeed, we don't become the best possible version of ourselves. And I think that when we don't show up as the best version of ourselves, we have a tendency to kind of be a little bit selfish because I think that when we do get the opportunity to be the fullest expression of who we are, we're giving other people that permission as well. So they get to see you say the thing that you've always wanted to say or do the thing that you've always wanted to do. And that I think inspires other people to take action, to make change themselves. Yes, that's such a good answer. And I also feel like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I feel like trying used to seem uncool. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. did you ever think trying was uncool? But trying is the coolest thing you can do. Why would oh you not try? A hundred percent. It always just like takes me back to primary school days. Like I wasn't a popular kid, but I also wasn't super nerdy either. I was just kind of like in that middle ground. And I feel like I could have swung either way had I tried a little bit harder in, in either camp, really. Yeah. Okay. I can definitely relate to that. That was me too. (laughs) Beautiful. Okay, cool. My next question that I ask everyone, and I'm interested to hear this because I think that you are pretty similar from what I can see in values to me. What's your definition of healthy? Oh gosh. This one, I, 
I sometimes struggle with because I don't want, you know, you, you just don't want to come across as like, like trying to enable bad behaviors or anything like that. But I really think the concept of being healthy can be quite vague and really subject to interpretation. And it's really quite heavily influenced by societal norms and the media as well. And I think that it's so easy for us to fall into this trap of equating healthy with what means the eye, right? So, you know, you see someone who is skinny or, you know, masculine or is hitting the gym or, you know, dieting, whatever the case might be, and you automatically equate that to health most of the time, right? But this definition of health, like the the physical element of health is quite misleading because it's only one dimension of health and wellness. And in my view, health is really not like a a one size fits all. It's very personalized. It's very multi-layered. It's, you know, got a whole different various aspects to each individual person. And I really think that it transcends beyond the physical, um, which is the other seven dimensions of wellness, which include, you know, occupations or your career, your, your social health, um, your spiritual health, your emotional well-being, your financial and so on. So I think it's really important to remember that these dimensions won't always be 100% perfect 100% of the time. You know, sometimes it's more heavily skewed towards one than the other. You know, maybe you're sitting at the uh, 90 in your in your social wellness, but, you know, maybe a 10% your financial because you're just going out all the time and partying, whatever the case might be. And I think that that's okay. I think that the, the key is really to strive towards a harmony or a balance that is right for you in that point in time and really nurtures all facets of your well-being and also empowers you to make changes where you see necessary, essentially. Yeah, and I like what you said there about what it is for that point in time because mm-hmm big believer in that big believer in seasons and there's going to be different times in our lives where some things are more important and other things aren't so important to us at that moment or aren't we can't make a priority at that time and that's okay yeah absolutely for sure beautiful all right perfect so for anyone who maybe hasn't come across you before tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do Right on. Well, hello, I'm Lane. Uh, I am a global EFT practitioner and I'm a body acceptance coach. And my main mission essentially is to help women unsubscribe from diet culture and also step away from toxic body positivity. I also am a podcast host myself. I've got two podcasts. One is all about EFT, which I'm sure we're going to get into in this podcast, which is called Tap That. Um, And the other one is just launched. It's called Wait, There's More. And that's talking about all the systems that really make women question their worth and their identity. Amazing. Well, I know that my listeners all know what body acceptance is because that's what I'm all about as well. And we have many conversations about that here. But EFT might be new to people. EFT is a little bit new to me. So tell us, what what is that? What does that mean? Explain it to us. Right on. I love this. Okay. So EFT is also, well, it stands for emotional freedom techniques. And it's also referred to as tapping as well. So if you hear me, you use either one of those two. They're interchangeable. Essentially just mean the same thing. And it's an alternative treatment for physical pain and emotional distress. 
right? So the best way that I kind of like to explain what EFT is, is like when you're on a road trip and you see just some beautiful scenery and it makes you want to pull over, get out of the car and just, you know, take it all in, just, you know, be in awe and really feel that sense of peace. I think that that's what EFT can really bring people when they practice it. Now, if you imagine your body like a landscape of a road trip, there are all of these highways that are running through it. And these are referred to as our meridians or our energy system. Um, the scientific term is primovascular system. And when we're feeling stressed or anxious, it's like that there's a traffic jam on these highways that are in our body. And what EFT does essentially is help clear that traffic. So by gently tapping on specific parts of your body, what you're doing is you're sending signals to, um, let's just say the traffic control center um, mm -hmm. of your brain, which is your amygdala. And you're telling it, it's all good. Like we're safe. It's okay. Um, and then you can let the traffic kind of flow again. And so this action really soothes the fight, flight, freeze or form response that we often experience when we are stressed. And then the uh, speaking component of EFT is much like when you're on a road trip with a friend, you're not just going to like sit there in silence. You guys are going to have a chat, have a laugh, maybe, you know, sing along to some Destiny's Child, who knows? And that's what the speaking element of EFT does for us. It allows us to express and release and it really helps how we change the reaction to some of the problems that we face in our life. And so EFT really aims to restore the uh, body's energy system. So the next time that you are thinking about, you know, a traumatic thing that happened in the past, or you're worried about something in uh, the future, the intensity of those feelings does decrease. Mm, that's so interesting. And I also didn't know that this might sound ignorant of me. I didn't know there was a speaking aspect to it. Like yeah. I'd heard of tapping. That's kind of what I thought it was, but mm. interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. So you mentioned there a few things that might to some people sound a bit like when you're talking meridians and yeah, a bit woo woo, a bit, you know, yeah. energy systems. I love all the woo. -woo. I'm an astrology girly. So, you know, oh, but, <laughs> um, but also you mentioned some more like sciencey sounding things. So yeah. what is it? Is it evidence-based? Is it sciencey? Is it woo woo? Is it a combination <laughs> of the two? What is it? You know, those two things can exist at the same time. I'm here for the woo woo science girlies. That's for sure. I love that. You know, it certainly is. There's over you know, there's over a hundred studies that really vouch for EFT's effectiveness, but the, the physi physiological uh, effects of EFT are really, finding studies about them can be a little bit limiting. You know, most people are unaware that the meridian system that we're referring to, those energy channels that we tap on in EFT, they're real, they exist, they're not, <laughs> they're not fake. Um, it is called the primovascular system. And I actually, I attended the Mind Heart Connect conference earlier in April this year where Dr. Peter Stapleton, who is very big in the EFT world, she was up there presenting and we actually got to see photos of the primovascular system, which, you know, they're so beautiful and delicate. They're almost like silk-like strands. Um, and, you know, at the, at the conference, Dr. Stapleton really talked about, you know, all of these studies that are being done that we're not really necessarily always aware of because you know, again, we sometimes categorize things as woo-woo and not science-based, but there are over 250 studies of EFT and 99% of them are in favor of affirming the effectiveness of EFT, which is a pretty big deal. 
right? Wow, absolutely. Yeah, it's such a, like, I know there's some people who probably listen and be like, I need the full science. So they yeah. go, it's there. And I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm with it. We need woo-woo and science together. Yeah. Cool. I'm curious, how did you get into this? Is this something that, like, you, someone did for you? Is this something that you just learned about and, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a journey, but we'll go there. <laughs> um, during COVID, as everyone, you know, experienced, um, I became super depressed. I was working in a corporate job. I had been there for, I think, about six years at that point. And I was ready for a change, but, you know, it wasn't the wisest move to go anywhere during COVID because everything was so unsecure. Um, and, you know, the thing was, was that I was on a different shift to my partner. I was the only manager of my team that was on site during the particular hours that um, we were operating. And I just felt so damn lonely. Like it was ridiculous how lonely I felt. And I'm sure a lot of people definitely were in the same boat there. And so the only kind of way out that I could see for me was really trying to embrace online communities. And again, I'm sure a lot of people did that and have made amazing connections. I was really, really fortunate to uh, be part of um, Anna Rose's self-love school, which for those of you who know Anna Rose, she's an amazing human being. And so I did her self-love school. And one of the things that she recommended for, for people or encouraged was a lot more reading. And I was already a pretty avid reader, but I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do some more. And I was in this op shop and I picked up a book, which was called uh, radical self love by Gala Darling. And I was really drawn to the cover because she had uh, pink hair and tattoos. And I'm like, that's my vibe. That's my girl right on. <laughs> Um, you know, for $2 books, why not? So I, I read her book. I did, I'll be honest, I did find a very surface level, um, but I was still drawn into her energy essentially. And I was like, oh, I wonder if she is like still around. How old is this book, etc. And I found her on Instagram and I was just like, okay, this is my people. And she also had an online community going at the time, which was called The Vortex. And I signed up to The Vortex get into the very first session and they're like, cool, we're going to do some tapping with uh, Brad Yates, who is often referred to as the tap daddy in the vortex circle. It's <laughs> so good. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. He's a very white middle-class man, like, sorry, middle-aged. I don't know if he's middle-class anyway. <laughs> Two hours of tapping for the first time in my whole entire life. And I was just like, so energetically drained afterwards I had to go and take a nap um uh, because I just was yeah so energetically depleted um and I woke up from my nap and I was just like what did I just do like what is this tapping thing and for me at the beginning I thought it was very woo woo I'm like how is this going to change anyone's life just by tapping on different parts of your face like this is ridiculous um, but I was really essentially looking for an out out of my corporate job and the more I learned about tapping the more I decided to take it up as an actual study. And that allowed me to step away from my corporate life and really take, you know, that, that leap of faith essentially into doing something that was something that I was passionate about, which was helping and servicing other people and creating a safe environment for them to 
be able to express themselves fully. So that's how I got there. (laughs) Yeah. And then, so what changes has it made for you? Like you said, you were really depressed there. Is that, did it help with that? Has it helped with anything else? Absolutely. The beautiful thing about EFT is that it can be used for pretty much anything. Like my focus is obviously in the body acceptance space. However, there are EFT practitioners that are out there that focus on helping people with maybe uh, phobias, if they're scared of spiders, um, with addictions, including like smoking, food addictions or food cravings as well. Um, And every EFT practitioner, I think, does something in their own style and they have their own niche about them. And for me, EFT really helped me in terms of accepting myself. It helped me with my confidence exponentially. Like, had you have known me like two years ago, not the same human at all. So I I think that it really depends on what you're looking for to change. And EFT can help in so many different ways. Mm, That's so interesting that it's applicable for so many things. I know the only sort of experience I have with it was I was in a business coaching group and there was a woman in there who was an EFT practitioner. And when, you know, we'd have quite I don't know what it was about this particular one business coaching session. And we would all get really emotional during it yeah. and then get to the end and she'd be like, all right, guys, let's do some tapping. Like, let's, you know, clear this out kind of thing. And I was a bit like, I don't know what's going on, but this sounds fun. This sounds great. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned body acceptance there. And obviously that's a big part of what you do and a big part of why I wanted you to come on. How can EFT help with body acceptance? How does that work? Right on. Right. So as I, as I kind of touched on a little bit earlier with my road trip analogy, um, the, the purpose of EFT is really to restore, uh, your body's energy system so that the next time that you're thinking about something that, you know, may have really upset you in the past or you just can't seem to get beyond, you just keep replaying it in your head or maybe you're more anxious about things that are happening in the future hopefully with with tapping, we want to get to a point where you're having a more neutral thought and a a less reactive response, essentially. So if you're a woman who can't help but think, oh, gross, every time you see your reflection in the mirror, maybe after a session, maybe after two sessions, however many sessions it takes, you might still feel that twinge of discomfort when you're walking past the mirror. But the beautiful part now is that maybe you'll actually stop and pause and you might say to yourself, look, even though I don't feel like a hot bitch right now, I'm still completely worthy, right? Mm. Or perhaps you're someone who really gets caught up in like the comparison trap of Instagram, right? And you just spend endless amounts of hours just scrolling through photos of influencers and you're feeling less and less confident and you start shaming yourself more again maybe after a session or two of eft you find yourself scrolling but instead of scrolling past it and giving it any thought you actually take the time to go onto that person's page and unfollow them right so we're making like little subtle changes and that's really the power of eft i mean it doesn't mean that you're never going to have a bad body image day ever again but it does mean that you will understand that it's okay to have days like that. Yeah. Okay. So is it more of like a longer term strategy then that you like have a session and then it's what helps in the future or is it something you can use in the moment for relief if you're having one of those like shitty body image moments? (laughs) It's definitely a bit of both. It, you know, we're all so unique and we all have different makeups of, of what limits ourselves. You might have an experience with an EFT practitioner and after one session that 
negative limiting belief that you have about yourself is completely gone. And you're like, holy crap, like 45 minutes in my life is completely changed. What a miracle. But then there are going to be other times where, you know, the, the root cause of it is a lot deeper and there's a lot more layers to it. And, you know, maybe you just can't get beyond a certain comment that maybe your brother made when you were a little bit younger about, you know, how fat you looked in a two piece bathing suit. And then, you know, there was a comment that your mum made about you going for a second piece of cake. So it's all very layered depending on, you know, what we've experienced. But in that very brief moment, you can definitely give yourself the opportunity, give yourself five minutes to do some tapping and just see how, what shifts for you. Mm, Because, yeah, I mean, you've just answered the question that I was just thinking there is, does it help with the past things? Like exactly that, when you get stuck on thinking about comments that, your mum made or someone else made in the past, because that's absolutely, and I'm sure you're the same. That's one of the biggest things that I hear from people that it's still those comments, even when we were kids or teenagers that still impact us. So Mm -hmm. that's really great to hear that it can help with both of those situations. Cause sometimes I think particularly with coaching, a lot of it is working on those past sort of things. And then people maybe don't feel as equipped in the moment to handle things and yeah. I just kind of feel like they go out the window yeah. and you're like, oh shit, what do I do now? I feel awful. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, EFT is is really versatile and you can use it anytime, any place, and it's not going to cost you anything, right? Which is fantastic. You know, that means that it's easily accessible to everyone, essentially. However, when you are tapping, it's really be it, it's really important to consider these two things, right? So firstly, our brains have a natural tendency to want to protect us from any kind of emotional discomfort, which could actually prevent us from going deeper into those emotional issues, right? And when you're self-guiding, right? Because there's no one else there. It's just you. And we might unwillingly ignore or downplay some of the subconscious messaging that is really trying to surface and, and be brought to your attention. Now, the other thing is the other end of the spectrum, right? Which is without any proper proper guidance, we might go too deep, too hard, too fast into some very emotionally charged issues. And that can lead us to emotional distress that we just can't get out of because we're just by ourselves and we don't have the correct support in, in place to help navigate these kinds of emotions that we're kind of dealing with. And so this is why I think that it's really important for the role of an EFT practitioner or someone that's certified like myself, it it really, they become invaluable, right? Because as practitioners, we're there to provide a safe and confidential space for exploring and healing, right? We're trained to ask the right questions that really encourage people to explore their emotions, but at a pace that is comfortable to them, right? We don't want to make someone go too deep too fast either because that's also emotionally distressing for us we want to make sure that you're feeling safe and happy and so whilst you can certainly practice eft at home alongside um you know other other energy practices or body acceptance practices that you have having the support of someone who is certified can make the process a little bit more effective and ensure that you're practicing in in a really safe environment yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it's not the kind of thing where we should just jump on YouTube and be like, how to tap and then go from there. Look, I, again, depends how deep you want to go. There are some fabulous resources on YouTube that are, you know, five minute videos. And I, I, I'm not going to say that you will, but I do also doubt that you're going to go so deep in that five minutes, but you also never know. So if you're unsure about it, you know, try 
a practitioner first and if you feel like you know i could have done this by myself maybe give it a go but just yeah again being mindful of those two things we can either downplay our emotional distress or we can end up in a situation where we're too emotionally distressed so you want to have someone there that can really like balance those two worlds yeah okay and then it sounds like you like say if someone worked with you for example then they can get some tools after they've worked with you or i guess during the process of working with you to be able to handle those moments Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where the, you know, coaching element comes into play. You know, EFT is a fantastic resource and a tool, but it's not the only tool in, in someone's toolkit. It's just the, the medium that I really enjoy using. And I see so much benefit from my one-on-one clients. It's, it's crazy how, in my opinion, that it works. Yeah. Amazing. And so does that need to be like an in-person thing? Is that you there like tapping on their face or is that a. (laughs) Gosh, could you imagine? No. (laughs) Although there definitely are practitioners that do that. And that's cool too. Um, For me personally, I'm a big believer in energy. And I think that that energy extends through the power of the internet. So a lot of my sessions are online in zoom. I do group workshops and things like that in, you know, a beautiful, safe, supportive environment, but being able to tap on yourself is a great uh, way for you to learn how to do it yourself as, as well. So online is all good in the hood for me. Perfect. We love online. It makes life so much easier. It does. The comfort of your own home, babes. Like, exactly. No excuses. <laughs> all right. So if anyone is keen to learn more about that or to do that to work with you, how can they find you? Where do they get started? Yeah, so I am at www.eftlane.com. You can also find me on Instagram, which is eft.lane or on Facebook, which is Facebook forward slash eftlane as well. Beautiful. I'll link all of that in the show notes. And I'm going to link your podcast as well, because that sounds like absolutely something everyone will be interested in. If they like this one, I feel like they'll like that one. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. That's been very interesting. I'm very keen to go and learn some more myself now and start implementing this because sounds like, sounds like something we all need. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Gemma. I really appreciate it. Amazing. Thank you.